Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Mike, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Hey, I'm good. Thanks for having me this morning. And Mike is here on behalf of knowyourstats.org, and you are out there at the Hall of Fame currently. How long do you spend staring at your bust when you go there? (laughs) (laughs) You know, generally, I don't even get into the hall. We're so busy. Um, I don't even get a chance to go in there um, because of other events going on. Pretty active. But I do have one at home, so I look at that thing a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Good for you. Damn, I look good. (laughs) Yeah, you should, man. (laughs) Is it still surreal to you after all these years, or is it something where you've gotten over it and and you you are – uh, you're proud that you're able to have such a lengthy career and, and such a stellar career? Well, actually, it's kind of both. You know, it, it, there are times when it's more surreal. And um, each time uh, at the Super Bowl, when they're selecting the new guys and, and they're getting a the chance to shake their hands, they, they make you feel really great, and you're making them feel really great. It's a, it's a new experience. Um, there's nothing like it. You know, it's it's uh, it's a goal for a lot of folks. It was a goal for me, and to have that goal come true and, and something that will stand out um, for the rest of my life is really special. The rules have changed so much in the NFL when it comes to corners and offense and wide receivers and what you can and cannot do. Uh, how much different would be playing in today's NFL be for you at that position than it was when you did play? Well, I don't really think, um, you know, in, in my situation, I don't really think that a lot has changed. I mean, the five-yard bump rule, that that uh, that existed during my career. I think that changed in, like, 78. So my first two years, maybe I played without it. And the next couple of years, or the rest of my career after that, I played with that rule. And I think they might interpret it a little bit different um, than they did when I played. But... Everything else is pretty much the same. There are a lot of other changes, though, with the offense, like how the line can block, um, you know, how they can use their hands and give the quarterback more time. There's tackling changes, uh, you know, of, of different ways you have to tackle. Um, you can't intimidate a player the way you used to be able to. There's a lot of things like that. But really the rules, the rules keep changing to make the game uh, more exciting for the fans and difficult for the defensive guys. Yeah. Um, but but um, I would love to be playing today. I think it's a, a, you know, a lot more fun. Back in the old days, um, you would, I would hardly ever even get any action. You know, it would be over there running by myself, living on an island with somebody else, uh, some receiver who's not getting any balls thrown to him. Um, it's not a lot of fun. <laughs> um, but uh, today, they throw on those guys. They, they figure if we're going to be throwing the ball 40 times, we're going to have to throw it on that guy at least five or six times, you know, during the game. Where I would go many games without having a pass thrown my way. So what Mr. Haynes is saying is that I was a lockdown corner. No, oh. that's, that's that's what I was. Now, 
today's game compared to the receivers you were facing back then, you got bigger wide receiver. I mean, these guys look like tight ends, some of these wide receivers. Uh, back in your day, did you have any of those guys that stood out like that as far as their size? You know, it's funny that you mentioned that. Um, when they made the rule change, they interviewed a lot of the top players. And when they asked me, how did I think that was going to change the game? I said, oh, I think they're probably going to now start bringing in shorter guys who are really quick off the ball uh, and, you know, can get around those the, the hands of the, of the defensive back. And in reality, I knew that that wasn't true. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm going, why am I going to help them make my game harder? <laughs> you yeah. know? You know, and and the truth is, it's the more taller guy who's who's long enough to try and you know reach over you and pull you to one side and get by uh, all in one or two moves. You know, and the shorter guy has to make a lot of quick moves in the, at the line, and it's you know keeping the uh, the offense. It slows down the offense a little bit. The guy's not going to get to the spot that the quarterback's expecting him to get to. If he's doing all those fakes on the line. So um, Harold Carmichael, who's six eight, right. he's probably the toughest guy for me um, because he was so tall uh, and you didn't really have a lot of tall guys uh, in the beginning but you know as I started to leave the league you know guys like Chris Carter um, was coming in some of the teams like the Jets they had uh, some guys Jerome Barkham and those guys older guys but but big guys they were starting to leave the league so people didn't really get a chance to see um, the trouble that the taller guy would be having uh, I mean, um, that it would be creating for the defense. Gio and Jones with Hall of Famer Mike Haynes across the country on CBS Sports Radio on behalf of the Know Your Stats campaign, which encourages men to know their prostate cancer risk and to talk to their doctor about prostate cancer testing. And we'll talk more about some of the things you should look for and those stats. And they are alarming for men. You really need to make sure that, that you know your body and you know what are some of the signs that could lead to prostate cancer the new england patriots stacked up this year in the offseason after winning another super bowl and it's amazing the offseason that they had and how much they improved on paper Uh, do you believe that this team could be the best that they've had um well it's hard for me because you know i um one i'm a little biased Hmm. uh and uh and and two I haven't seen what the other teams have. I was just in New England last week. Um, they inducted uh, Raymond Claiborne, who was in the corner on the other side when I was there, um, one of their first-round draft picks in 1977. They inducted him to the Patriots Hall of Fame. So the first day of pads, um, I was there. I actually watched them practice. And, man, I tell you, they looked really good. I couldn't believe that that was the very first day they had their pads on. Um, you didn't. You didn't see a lot of mental mistakes. You didn't. See, they. They did have some live tackling. Not a lot of plays. Maybe four or five plays. Um, but they looked sharp. And um, I would not at all be surprised to see them um, go really deep into the playoffs again this year. Ray Clay, hook 'em horns. It's my homeboy. Yeah, man. Did he ever let yeah. you talk when you were teammates? Because he can go. <laughs> yeah, he can go. He was. We had so much fun and. Uh, I think they had the largest turnout of guys returning uh, for his uh, ceremony. Um, was Flimmy like, there? Oh. Was Kenneth Sims there? No, Kenneth didn't make it. Okay. No. Uh, and there's a guy on the team right now from Texas. You probably know who Yeah, he is. Malcolm Brown, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Malcolm. So yeah. he spent some time talking to Malcolm Brown and, and trying to encourage him to do some great things. Um, 
they, they looked really, really good. They looked good. Of course, you know, Brady was in rare form. I mean, form early, I should say, um, completing passes to uh, the receiver that they just picked up from Buffalo. Um, that guy was a, a speed demon. I mean, they're going to be a force. And then Gronk was back. and he got, He's got all of his targets. He's got his running backs. He's got the great line. Defense is clicking. You know, they just need to, you know, stay focused and, and stay hungry. What is it about them? I, I think they will stay focused. I think Belichick demands that they, they stay focused. But when you, you, you've you been around a lot of successful teams, you're successful there with New England, you go to the Raiders, you were successful. Uh, what is it about this team when, when you could compare and contrast that uh, this team to the ones you played on? I just think that they have an expectation that they're going to win. Um, they, uh, they're well coached, and that's probably the biggest thing. They're really well coached. As I said, I, you know, I had not seen a practice run as smoothly as theirs ran, uh, and, um, you know, and there weren't a lot of, I didn't see any mistakes. I saw one guy, um, get really, you know, faked out of his shoes by one of the offensive guys, and he stopped, you know, which is a no-no. I mean, you know, when you, when you get beat, you don't stay beat. You get back and try to catch up with that guy. That didn't happen in that drill. And so um, besides that, uh, um, you know, I think they're going to be really good. Uh, the coaches do an excellent job in, uh, in prepping these guys. And, the, and also the, the veteran players, they share what they know. They, you know, they don't have a lot of mental areas on that team. They're pretty smart guys. Gio and Jones with Hall of Famer Mike Haynes across the country on CBS Sports Radio on behalf of KnowYourStats.org. What do you think about the Colin Kaepernick situation this offseason and how he is still without a job currently? I'm surprised. You know, he's a good player. I'm surprised that he's having trouble landing. I don't know uh, what what the real issue is. Um, but uh, he deserves to be playing. And uh, his, you know, his statements that he made last year, they, those shouldn't be keeping him out of, the, out of football. Uh, you played it during an era when uh, we were at the height of, of, of social activism and, and uh, you were there in Oakland where uh, that was uh, Grand Central at times for a lot of things that were going on. It wasn't just the South. How did you and your teammates navigate those situations? Because, you know, it, it, that's that's tricky considering what, everything Kaepernick is dealing with now and others would put their name out there on, on it as, as Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Jim Brown and those guys and Ali did in their heyday. And, um, you know, it's, you know, I, I, I take my hat off to those guys because um, it takes somebody to, to, you know, stand up and, and draw attention to causes and, and when things aren't right. And I, I can't say I agreed with the way he did it, but I think it needed to be done. And uh, uh, the, my, only, my only thing is I wish he had talked to his teammates and talked to the coaches and talked to the owner of the team. Uh, and said, you know, told him how he was feeling and what he was thinking about doing, so that they could have all talked it through and decided maybe to do it together. So, you know, football is a team sport, and and uh, you know, sometimes you have to, you do have to step out and uh, and do something unique uh, without their, without a lot of consultation, and and you have to know when those times are. So, like in my in my era, um, there was no free agency, and so I had to do that myself. You know, nothing, nothing against. Uh, nothing like in the in the in the way of Colin Kaepernick, but um, I didn't. If if you didn't sign a contract with the team that you were on, basically you had to retire. Mm-hmm. So there was no free agency, and so I was uh, one of the first guys to challenge that system. 
and it was pretty tough. You know, you you feel like you're by yourself, and a lot a lot of guys saying, "Yeah, you, good job, do it, Mike. You should do it." But they weren't standing with me. <laughs> yeah, and I was. It was me putting my career on the line. So, um, so in some ways, I can relate to what he's going through now. Um, but I'm surprised. I'm you know, this is he's a good player. He deserves to be playing, and um, I hope it works out for him. We talked about one of your former teams in the Patriots, the Raiders being another one. The move to Vegas will happen in a couple of years. What are your thoughts about the Raiders organization being in Las Vegas? Well, I have mixed feelings, obviously. You know, I, I wanted them to stay in California. Um, I'm sure the Oakland fans wanted them to be in Oakland. I just, you know, would have been happy if they had been in Los Angeles. That's where I'm from. Um, but, you know, I think it's good for football. Um, when the NFL is trying to grow the sport globally, and the Raider, Raiders have uh, fans all over the world, and I think that uh, you can imagine fans from Mexico and Asia, uh, Europe, you know, coming to Las Vegas to watch a game. They, you know, you have the Raiders there, and you have the Las Vegas. Quite, uh, quite an opportunity to have a good time, I think, and so. Uh, as I said, I, I'm, I have mixed feelings about it. I, I kind of wish they were in California, but I, I know that it's going to work out. Um, I'm not sure if the home field advantage, if they're still going to have a home field advantage. That's just not sure. You know, what do you guys think? You think the, if they move there, they're still going to have people flying from the U.S.? You know, because can you imagine uh, um, three quarters of the stadium from people outside the U.S. watching the game? Well, we know Vegas is a destination city, so you're right. There are going to be a lot of people who are not necessarily uh, diehard Raider fans who are going to be packing the stadium. I'm not so sure you're – having played for the L.A. Raiders, uh, I'm not so sure you're going to have those uh, rowdy fans who are always causing a ruckus in the stands uh, show up there, the cats who are and now not, in Oakland. You may, not, you may not even have football fans. So yeah. I actually went to a game in Europe. When Remember when the NFL used to have that European league? I played there. Um, they, they had a world championship. Yeah. So um, the game was in Germany, and I was sitting up in the stands – and there was uh, uh, you know two kids and a uh, young kids and an older kid who was watching them, either older brother or babysitter or something. And so I tapped him on the shoulder and said, "Hey, who are you guys rooting for?" <laughs> they said, "Oh, we're not rooting for anybody." <laughs> I said, "This is a championship game. What do you mean you're not rooting for anybody?" I said, "I said you got to pick a team." And uh, they said, "Well, we'll pick um, the, the German team." And I said, "What?" I said, "What? What made you come to the game?" They said, "We came for the halftime event." <laughs> oh, <wow>. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, what's going on at halftime? They said it's a, um, an American Western theme. They're going to have, um, you know, horses and w- covered wagons, mm. and they're going to ha- have a six-gun shootout <laughs> stuff. I went, wow. Okay. <laughs> hey, man, whatever it takes to get them in the stands, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But you can imagine, because it's going to be international, that the halftime themes might take that kind of stuff into consideration. You know, um, they're, if they're going to try to promote it in Europe, they might say, well, what will the Europeans want to see in the U.S.? They might want to see a covered wagon, you know, six-gun shootout type of thing. Geo <laughs> and Jones with Hall of Famer Mike Haynes. We've had the pleasure of speaking with you previously, and we know how important this cause is to you. Know Your Stats campaign and Know Your Stats Dot org. What do you want to let people know about this campaign? 
Well, the, the, the most important thing of the campaign is that um, prostate cancer runs in families. And you need to, men, all men need to know their family history because if it runs in their family, there's a one in three chance that they're going to get it. Uh, also, if they're African-American, there's a one in five chance that they're going to get the disease. But for all men, it's a one in six chance that they're going to get the disease. So a lot of men are going to get this disease. And um, if you catch it in the early stages, it's treatable. And that's what our campaign is about. It's all about catching easy, uh, catching it early and, uh, and having a conversation with your doctor about it uh, if you know it runs in your family so that you're on track to catch it at an early stage. Mike, so what we, about those that those men who are uh, don't know their entire family history? You know, a lot of families are disjointed. Uh, in those cases, is it just being proactive and, and make sure you're getting tested at a certain age? Yeah, it is. Um, and so in, in those situations, I think, uh, and I was, I think I fall into that category, actually. And, uh, and I didn't know that my grandfather had died of, of, of prostate cancer. Um, I knew he died of something, but I didn't know what it was. So I, I'd say, you know, j- still just have that conversation with your doctor. I'm not sure it runs in my family because all you're doing is a simple blood test, you know, a simple blood test and a, uh, and a 10-second digital rectal exam. And uh, you're establishing. That's a long ass ten seconds. <laughs> it's, it's, it, I always crack up when they say, "Try to relax." Yeah, All right, right, okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah, try to sit down afterwards. Do you notice how casually Mike dropped that in there? <laughs> and just a real quick ten second rectal exam. That's it, and you're done. In and out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, the, yeah. It's um, it's, anyway. the most important thing is having the conversation with your doctor. It really is. And uh, if you know the family history, all the better. Uh, and, um, you, you know, a lot of men say, you know what, if I have it, I don't want to know. No, this is the one you do want to know because it's treatable. It's like uh, a 99.9% chance you're going to be fine um, if, you, if you do that. So um, I just want to encourage men to get out there and have those conversations with the doctors and talk to other men that are survivors about it and get educated. Most men, when, when I was diagnosed, I didn't know where the prostate was. I didn't know what the prostate did. I didn't know any symptoms of prostate cancer. And so many men are going to get this disease and have had this disease. That it shouldn't be that way. All men should know about this disease, just like we know about breast cancer and all women know about breast cancer. Uh, it should be the same for men and prostate cancer. For more information, go to knowyourstats.org. Mike, it is a pleasure speaking with you. All the best. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Good my man. You again. Okay. Hall of Famer Mike Haynes in on the show. Wait to yours, man. Yeah, it's just a 10-second yeah, quick. Yeah. <laughs> He's right. I tell you to relax. <laughs> and I've, I've shared this with you. The only team I played for where it was part of the, the uh, preseason physical with New Orleans Saints. And Dr. Brown. <laughs> Which is so you, ironic. You, yeah, and you're talking about a slow walk. <laughs> slow. Why is that part of, I don't understand. I don't know why they were testing at such Who a young age. Who is this Dr. Brown, this sicko? <laughs> I mean, honestly. I'm sitting, I'm sitting there clenching my butt cheeks as I talk about this. I, wh- it is the should worst. this be it, investigated? In the last prostate exam I had, I had to get on a flight. Immediately after, uh, and the last thing you want to do is sit out. You're just squirming. And just, uh, I don't know just, about that, man. Old what? young NFL players getting prostate exams. 
There needs to be, like, where's real sports on this? <laughs> it was the only team I played for when that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, no, it's probably Something the only nefarious. team that, yeah, between the years of. That's why know, we sucked. <laughs> everybody's, trying to everybody's limping, hobbling around. <laughs> I mean, everybody's speaks. They were so tight they couldn't play. <laughs> Man, it's brutal. Well, you'll get there, son. No, I Keep know, living. but Keep I, living. right. I mean, when you're 50, you got to get a colonoscopy. You have yeah. to do it. <laughs> there is a new way to get that. I see these commercials all the time. It's called Colaguard. Where have you seen this? No. Where you you poop in a box okay. and you mail it. Really? Yep. Oh hell, I'm taking the easy way out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Colaguard. Mail some poop. Yeah, I know. UPS. The commercial is great because the commercial is a little cartoon box with arms and legs, and it's like hanging out in the bathroom, and it's like, and the person speaking about Cola Garden, and the UPS truck rolls up to the house, and the box walks out and jumps on the truck and waves. Yeah, wow! It's I see it all the time. It's actually on the Game Show Network when I'm watching Family Feud reruns. Is it a medically sealed box? I mean, yeah, come on. no, it is. And then if you, and then I actually I was so fascinated by this whole process the whole pooping in a box and mailing it that i went on to the cola guard site and then watched an instructional video and <laughs> they show you how you do everything and they use like a fake thing like a fake turd in there yeah. <laughs> and it's and the guy oh it's great he swabs it with the q I mean, do they need a large sample, or is it... <laughs> That's a question for the cola guard. Well, you watched the video. Yeah, I mean, it looks pr- like a robust one. Yeah, you, looked- uh, a pretty substantial sample, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there is a way out if you don't want the colonoscopy. I think I'm going to go with cola guard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a commercial we just Man, gave. you better have a good aim. Yeah. <laughs> I think they make it pretty easy. Yeah. We should have them as a sponsor. I know. We just did, we just did two minutes on them. I oh, mean, God. where's sales on this? Yeah. Somebody make a call. Come on. Yeah. Call it this poop in a box moment of the week is brought to you by. <laughs> I, I, come on, sales. Where are you? Brandon Berman on this one. All right. We've got. More stuff to do on the show. <laughs> might be a good thing, might be a bad thing. Keep it right here. It's Geo and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. It's Two a vibe. ways you can Don't. do it. <laughs> What's that, Mikey B? Okay. What? It's a vibe. Dripping, oh. gushing, dripping down your thighs. Oh, okay. Mm. All right. Well, I'm reading Ask the Pros here. Yeah. Uh, before your travels begin, get high. No, that's not what we're asking people to do. All right, let me put this down then. Man, it's a wrong instructions here. Gave you the wrong script. (laughs) Before your travels begin, prepare for summer road trips. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts for simple, preventable maintenance that will ensure a safe journey during the summer months ahead. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. What is that? What was that? Was that you? Him? What was that? That was noise? him. That was oh. who? I heard like a... That exhaling noise? <sighs> Don't know what it was. It was you. Nope. Bogart. Brogish. Borgish. Borgish. That's what it was. Borgish. Brogish. I like brogish. Brogish. <laughs> That's what my friends call me. <laughs> it does sound like Brogish? a frat, frat boy name, right? 
Dude, you no remember- one calls me brogish. Don't roll your eyes. <laughs> yeah, that was totally a white people roll of the eyes. Yeah, oh, yeah. white people. Stay uh, in your lane. <laughs> Seriously. No. Dude, you're my brogish. <laughs> I can see someone saying that. Don't bro me unless you know me. Borgish. All right, bro. Uh, here's a report <laughs> brought to you by the National Association of Realtors. Whether you're hmm. buying or selling, get every advantage you can. Get realtor. Hopefully for good, the Red Sox retook first place in the AL East last night. And all it took was erasing 5 nothing and 7-5 and 10-9 deficits. Christian Vasquez authored the final rally. And the 3-1 pitch. Christian swings, hits a drive to center field. This ball's back. It is gone! It is gone! A walk-off home run! Christian Vasquez does it! With two outs. Tim Neverett, right? A three-run shot for a 12-10 knockdown of Cleveland. That was Tim Neverett on Red Sox Radio. Boston now a half game better than the Yankees in the East after New York's 4-3 home loss to Detroit. Sonny Gray, by the way, makes his bomber debut tomorrow in Cleveland. Hugh Darvish's first Dodger start comes Friday at the Mets. Throw a no-hitter. L.A. in Atlanta last <laughs> night, a 3-2 win extending this run to now nine games. The Cubs rock the Diamondbacks 16-4. They've won 14 of 17 since the All-Star break. And the Nats lost in Miami 7-6 after losing Max Scherzer before the bottom of the second with neck spasms. Scherzer blaming that on a bad night's sleep earlier in the week. Before pulling himself from the game, Scherzer hit the first homer of his career. The Rockies rallied past the Mets 5-4, and the Brewers beat the Cardinals 3-2 back in the AL. On 0-1, swinging a line drive towards the left field corner. This one gets down for a hit, caught off by Fisher. Evans going to try for second. Here comes a throw. He is safe after review, <laughs> overturned an out call. Evan Longoria doubling to complete the first cycle of his career, the second in Rays history. He drove in three. In a 6-4 victory in Houston, the O's won their fourth straight, 7-2 over the Royals. Now trail KC by three and a half games for the second AL wildcard. And Seattle, an 8-7 win in Texas, two doubles, three RBI for Robinson Cano. We'll see what Cam Newton can do at Panthers training camp today. He did not throw yesterday because of soreness in the shoulder he had surgery on this spring. He started warming up this morning and said he still felt a little bit sore, so we figured, you know, why push it? Why have him throw with a sore arm and make it even sore? So RV felt it would be better not to have him throw. And then about nine more times, head coach Ron Rivera said this was just a precaution to be smart with Cam. And reports out of Spain say oh. La Liga will block Paris Saint-Germain's attempt to buy Neymar from Barcelona. The Brazilian star said goodbye to his teammates this morning with the transfer near the finish line, uh, his buyout clause is 220 million pounds. Wow. Or Jeez. euros, or not dollars. Wow. It's a lot. <laughs> and there's some financial rules in, among European soccer that, that can maybe prevent this, but I don't understand it, and I don't care to read more about it. <laughs> so there's the best I can give. Just going to give up. Uh, I'm going to do the best wow. I can. I gave you a lot there, I thought. Yeah. Just giving up. That's what Spanish Sports Talk Radio does with the NBA draft, like protected <laughs> picks. They're like, I don't know anymore. I don't care. I gave you everything I need to know. It's too complicated. Imagine if we had that here with big-time sports, just guys buying. Like, not like free agency, just other teams and other leagues just buying players right. like that. I mean, that's insane. If it was for $200 million, I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Wow. Transfer fee. Wow, yep. that's crazy. Cowboys defensive coordinator Rod Marinelli loves giving his 
players, defense mm-hmm. players, nicknames. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that one of his new defensive linemen is got a, he's got a name. He's already got a nickname, so he doesn't know what to do because he doesn't want to call him by his regular name in Taco Charlton. Taco Charlton. <laughs> so instead, he's been calling him Taquito. Hey, Taquito with cheese, water burger. <laughs> Come on, baby. He is also. Oh, called him. That's making me hungry. Whataburger. <laughs> Whataburger. No, Whataburger. Whataburger. Screw it up, you New Yorkers. Uh, he has also called him Taco Chip. Yeah. Or mm. Pita Chip. Mm. <laughs> he said... Enchilada. Whatever Mexican food I eat is what he is. Well, you don't have a Pita Chip. <laughs> That's what he said. You don't have a Pita Chip in Mexican restaurant. Right. No. Enchilada, Chalupa. That'd be a good one. Burri- uh, Burrito Charlton. Yeah. What's the other one? Uh, Chimichanga. Chimichanga. Carnitas Charlton. Carnitas. I love carnitas. It's the port. Yeah. Carnitas. Gordita. Gordita. Gordita Crunch Charlton. Yeah, man. Call God, him we're that. We're so Americanized. We're just reading stuff off the Taco Bell menu. Right <laughs> Taco. Now. No, 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 no. said no, Chalupa no. and Gordita. Those are <laughs> definitely Taco Bell things. At least I came up with carnitas. Enchilada. Tamale. 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 Call him Tamale, yeah. Tamale, Charlton. Yeah, Tamale, Charlton. I like Taco. Refried beans. <laughs> Refried or fied? Fied. Okay. <laughs> Refried, man. <laughs> Refried. <laughs> He'd be so eager to get to the microphone after he looks up Mexican dishes and then spits out something that wasn't quite English. Refried beans. <laughs> eh? Empanada. <laughs> Empanada Charlton, come here. Chili Rieno. Oh, yeah. wow. Rieno, right? Isn't that Rieno. Rieno. Yeah, man. Two L's. Oh, there was it's something else that was on the tip of my tongue. Cone Gasada. We haven't said quesadilla yet. Quesadilla uh, Charlton. Yeah, oh, quesadilla. Okay. There you go. That's it. Charlton. It's so stupid. <laughs> Pico de Gallo. <laughs> stupid. Queso. We've ever done. Queso I, Charlton. For some reason, it makes me laugh. I don't know why. Margarita Charlton. Yeah, well, we're going, we're going drinks go. now. Yeah. Tequila. Charlton. Sangria Charlton. <laughs> refied beans. Yeah, we got that. We got, re- we got refried beans already. Abutuela. <laughs> Mole sauce. <laughs> You're half Puerto Rican in there, Pete. You can't even give Don't us any it. sort of. No, he he denies that half. Well, I'll give you the rice, the pork part of it. <laughs> Roast con pollo. You should have said Roast that. Roast con pollo. Roast con pollo. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going into the Geo and Jones Hall of Fame. That yes. last three minutes just us naming Mexican food. Thanks, Rob Marinelli. Yes, appreciate seriously. that. Uh, yeah. Now, what does he call Randy Gregory? What nicknames he have for Smokey? Dumbass. <laughs> Dumbass Gregory. Your name is in my Bible. Smokey ass, Smokey. Uh, smokey ass, Smokey. Smokestack. <laughs> puff, puff, pass. Cheech. John. Chong. What's happening there, Chong? <laughs> Sometimes he calls him Le'Veon. <laughs> Oh, that's so wrong. Come on. Martavis. <laughs> yeah, he called Martavis. I love you. I love you. I been clean, man. Oh, well, no, not so much. Yes, he has. He hasn't had any other missteps, has he? Well, other ones, but at least he had one. He had the one. He had the one. Yeah. Mm. And the cops shouldn't have stopped him. He didn't know what kind of smoke that was. 
Yeah, sure. <laughs> Billowing out of a car. So could have been a cigarette. Cigar. Mc, McKnight Road. Could have been a cigar, man. Could have, could have been a yeah. cigar. You know what things smell like. Mm-hmm. You're a police officer. They're crying out loud. Mm. Wow. Right. Okay. Uh, anybody else? Salsa, Charlton. <laughs> Guacamole. Yeah. Guacamole. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Guacamole. A Puerto Rican dish called pasteles. Oh, right. That's it. <laughs> Paella, paella. This is so bad. That's Spanish. We could go. We could go forever. Spanish, Mexican, same damn thing. No, it's not. It do, is. No, do not. What are you? It is. Come on. Just watching be, our boy make paella in Mexico be, the other day. Don't be that guy. Spanish and Mexican, it's the same thing. Come it's on. Castilian. They speak the same language. They speak the same language doesn't mean it's the same thing. Same. They make some of the same dishes. They speak the same language in London. What do you think? London. Mexico. Who influenced Mexico? The Spaniards. <laughs> damn it. That's in Europe. Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. A friend of mine sent one of those videos that you think you're watching one thing and then all of a sudden something disgusting pops up. Mm. And this was by far the worst one or the best one, depending on how you... You look at it, but it's like an HD video of a car accident, like a car being pulled out of a storefront, and you think you're watching that, and everybody's like, oh, man, and they look closer at the thing, wow, and then all of a sudden, whap, something unsuspecting pops up on the screen. Thanks for not sharing with me. I I couldn't. You would beat me to a pulp if I showed you that. I got Mikey B in Bogus, though, really good. (laughs) Both of them. Both of them basically collapsed. So, mission accomplished. See who's next. What about Eric Spitz, our program director? Should we get him with that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess not. Huh? <laughs> I want to be there when that happens. You can just see, I just see his face. Nobody knows what we're talking about, but you can see his face. <laughs> Don't put him on the show. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, Ray Lewis blocked us on Twitter, by the way. Just want to let everybody know. Yeah. Again, uh, the Ray Lewis blocked the Geo and Jones account, the very controversial Geo and Jones Twitter account that you can follow at Geo and Jones, G-I-O and Jones, and our Facebook page. Like that. Follow it. Do whatever you need to do. Consume our content, please. The mistakes I've made, I've never repeated twice. Mm-mm. So the Donald De La Haye story went exactly the way we expected it to go. Yeah. And if you don't remember his story, he is the kickoff specialist for UCF, University of Central Florida. Mm-hmm. And he's been making YouTube videos that follow his life around. He does some where he just talks to the camera. He does others where he goes about his day as a student athlete. And they said, you got to take these down because the advertising dollars that you get, which is a pittance is against our policy. Right, right. And they said you either take the videos down or you are not going to be able to participate in athletics. So we said, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to um, forego the revenue that I get from this. And they said, okay, you're not eligible any longer. So the NCAA once again strikes again when it comes to little stupid things like this when kids are trying to make a buck or two here or there, when he's someone who probably won't make it to the NFL, maybe he will, probably won't, and he's doing something productive with his time to set himself up in the future, but he can't do that 
and play football at the same time, of course it's a joke. Well, it's interesting. NCAA has pushed back and said, well, we asked him to remove the athletic videos that are associated with this website. Athletic videos are no-go. Your other videos uh, that showcase your marketing and and all that stuff, that's fine. So uh, if that's the case, why not just remove the athletic videos? Now, I have a a huge problem with these guys not and young ladies not being able to have control over their likeness, uh, whether they're in a uniform or they're not in a uniform. Uh, and, and so that's a, a whole nother uh, can of worms. But in this instance, if it's just the athletic videos that are causing the issue here, why not just remove those? You can still have your website and you can promote whatever the hell it is you want outside of sports. And and so he is fighting that tooth and nail. And now he has a GoFundMe page because he's lost his scholarship. And it's funny reading some of the comments about this. Uh, these folks are just killing this young man. And like, rules are rules. And you got a free education, which you don't have a free education. You have to earn your damn scholarship. But everyone sees it as a free education. Of course they do because uh, they're misguided. But uh, it just remove the damn athletic videos and then go on about your business, continue well, to kick and all that stuff. I mean, it says that he could maintain his eligibility and monetize videos that did not reference his status as a student athlete. Or yeah. he could have all the videos up there and not make any money off it at all. But to me, he just should be allowed to have the account do whatever he wants. And then if people are paying for advertising, that's the way it should be. I'm with be. you. It's I would agree. So, but that's a whole other argument. But we're not there yet. I'm, yeah. That's what I want. That's what I've been advocating I for. I like the fact he's standing up, though. I, I like it. Well, I like the fact he's standing up. But if for now, if, if you're going to lose your scholarship, just take the athletic videos off the site. For now, I'm with you. We'll stand and advocate on your behalf as far as everyone, all athletes, man or, or woman, being able to control their likeness. I think that's a bunch of bull. You know what? Yes. I Dookie. mean, come on. Let, let these people control their likeness. And, and, and so once until we get there, he needs to abide by this rule and so he can continue to be on scholarship and just promote the marketing aspect of his, his website. I saw a lot of people tweet out yesterday when this happened that, you know, it's UCF that declared him ineligible, mm-hmm. not the NCAA. Well, of course, but it's still the NCAA because UCF doesn't want to get in trouble yeah. and get more sanctions by the NCAA right. if they have him right. eligible. So they had to do that because of the NCAA. So it's a de facto Thank ineligibility yeah. from the NCAA. Yeah, they're the ones dropping the hammer. Uh, on, on the on the young man, uh, so uh, you know he's he's got a, a choice to make. You know, do you you want to continue to be on scholarship? And he says he's using the money for his uh, uh, from from his website to send back to Costa Rica. That's where he's from. He sends the money back uh, to his family over there. Well, I would say remove the athletic videos and just deal with the other ones and, and move on about your business until we can change. Uh, the the rules and, and, and get a better deal for these athletes. Les Miles apparently went on an audition for Fox Sports and did not do well. So he told the Montgomery advertiser that, quote, it's a struggle when you haven't had a sensor button on the sidelines. You quickly find out, I gave it the good old college try, but it's not going to happen. End quote. If that's coming from his mouth, that means that he sucked on television. He really sucked. If you you worried about a censor button, I can censor myself, so you can censor yours. Come on, coach. Well, you're very good at censoring. Yeah, yourself. I mean, well, it's amazing. No, you're good. Uh, he that should not be 
the contributing factor to you not being able to succeed on, on television. And, and it's not easy. Uh, and, and so I don't know if he just had the one audition they gave up. Like, damn, he that he's really that bad? Or if they felt like he could grow into it. And, and sometimes you have to grow into it. And, and you also, having worked with different coaches, you have to buy into it. Okay, this is where I live now. This is going to be my new employment. So you got to give it 100%, buy into it, even though you may still have aspirations to coach again. you got to buy into this for now. And, and so I don't know if he put forward a, 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 a full effort in this endeavor, but to fall on the excuse that I, I just couldn't censor myself. Come on. That's ridiculous. Oh, you nasty. <laughs> See, I censored myself right there. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, I, well, that was all, well, of, help. all of that stuff, though, in Brian's defense was uh, supposed to be off the air. All those things. So, oh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> that one, too. Uh, that's when I knew I couldn't trust you. <laughs> that was it. You remember yeah, who, who remembers everything? <laughs> I, 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 stand by, I stand by my decision because that is oh, magical audio. What a trip. And I did <laughs> ask you if it was okay. I didn't go and just play it. I did. Well, you that's after you recorded it. Right, but I recorded it for my own entertainment, and then we were talking about it, and I said, well, let me ask Brian, run it by Brian, and say, see if it's okay. I mean, just go and play it. Well, you, so, sh- you should ask me if it was okay to record. No. Nah. I think mm-hmm. I could sue you for that. Yeah, <laughs> big dick. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Boy, y'all are bad. <laughs> you don't want to settle on this stuff. <laughs> Listen, Les Miles, as quirky as he was, I'm not, having seen him on television as a coach being interviewed, uh, he doesn't come across as being that entertaining. Yeah. Who do you think the coach that's currently coaching in college football would be the best? person well, for I, that job. Right I enjoyed uh, Coach Rich Rodriguez when he worked with us. He he was excellent. Uh, he very animated. Even Coach Zook was, was animated. Uh, we're currently coaching. You think Harbaugh would be good or would he just be too goofy and weird? I don't... I don't he's a different cat. I don't yeah. know if he'd be good at all. Yeah, he's strange. Uh, and, and strange in the fact that I don't know if he plays well with others. Hmm. I mean, That's it's one true. thing to be be... You know, strange and and have you all these quirky idiosyncrasies, but do you play well with others? And, and so that would be the big question for him. Jim Mora Jr. JL has changed. He doesn't seem like the same cat I knew when when he was coaching us. I uh, was secondary coach when I was with the Saints. Yeah. So I don't know. I in what I, in what way is he? It just seems like he's a little bit more. Not as loosey-goosey as he was. I understand you got a lot more on your plate, but he used to just be a fun, gregarious guy. Yeah. Maybe grew up a little bit. Growing up sucks. We sucked. The second (laughs) half, we sucked. His daddy would be great because his daddy tell it like it is. Coming up next, Jamal Adams clarifies his comments. CBS Sports Radio. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.